Attention cannabis radio listeners. Do you suffer from chronic pain, anxiety, depression, or PTSD? These are the most common qualifying conditions for medical cannabis. Did you know that in many states you can visit a doctor online with no waiting rooms, no drive, not even an appointment needed? See a doctor right from your smartphone. It's fast, convenient, and it'll save you money as most states don't collect taxes on medical cannabis purchases. So what are you waiting for? Go to MarijuanaDoctors.com slash Cannabis Radio and get $5 off your on-demand medical card evaluation. Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another exciting episode of Dazed and Infused. Tonight, we are really happy and pleased to be talking to Brooke Bergstaller. And um, you may know Brooke as an actress, uh, both online film, she's a comedian. And you may know from from General Hospital, Blackish, and MTV's Greatest Party Stories. Also now on Big Mike Stromatis' Marijuana Morning News three times a week. Brooke, welcome to the show. Aloha. Thank you guys for having me. Right on. A good aloha entry. That's a great way to start (laughs) off a cannabis program. I dig it. Um, So I'm going to just start out like I do every episode. Um, how did you come to cannabis or what's your historical relationship to cannabis and go back as far as you want. And we've got some interesting answers here that I'll tell you about after I hear yours. Oh, great. Can't wait to hear what other people have said, but my cannabis story begins in my adolescent years, like most good stories do. And, uh, I started smoking weed when I was in high school and I tell people this very funny story after my first experience smoking with older kids in high school, sneaking out, the most cliche experience ever. I came home to my bedroom and I wrote in my diary that I want to grow up and be a stoner. And that's really not a joke. That's fantastic. I know I really was into manifestation before I was even aware it was a thing. I wish I had written a couple of other things down as well. Like Mm -hmm. I don't own a house by 30 or have a million dollars. Um, but in any case, I prioritized being a stoner and, you know, I, I smoked off and on for a few years. And really when I got to college, I was in university at Miami and I was a binge drinker, which is pretty much an extracurricular there. And, um, I had, I had a friend really show me how to have a relationship with cannabis. And that eventually just carved out a really healthy and new path for me of exploring the plant instead as an alternative to alcohol. And then when I moved to Los Angeles to be an actress, plan B happened instead. And I became a cannabis reporter working for Mary Jane at first and then for Civilized and then now for Mike with Marijuana Morning News. So it's been a beautiful time with my cannabis guide. That's cool. That's a great arc. I like that. And very common story is most people do get into cannabis early. Like you know, I've heard 13, 14, 15, you know, kids don't do that. <laughs> you're listening to this at home. Like um, your brain develop, but also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, so I've looked at all of your stuff and it's really cool. And I really gravitated toward the buddingmind.life. Um, and you're the founder of that website. And to me, it really looks like you craft your own direction where a lot of actresses and actors in Hollywood, especially because I'm down there every other week, I find that they let other people control their destiny. And it certainly seems to me like you're very much in control of where you're going. Am I reading that right? Well, I certainly hope so. And I do appreciate you saying that. Yeah, cannabis has definitely, cannabis as a career option has really inspired me to carve out my own opportunities, particularly in the content creation realm, because there's not a lot of well-produced cannabis content. And I definitely saw and continue to see the opportunity to provide that to the industry. So yeah, it's, it's a mesh yeah, of all my skills and it's very cool to be able to express it. It's nice to be part of something nascent and burgeoning, isn't it? Like where yeah. it's just coming out of the gate and you're, it's not always easy though. That's the big myth, you know, the canvas. Oh, you're going to be stoned all the time. It's going to be great. It'd be a party. It's like, it's <laughs> not like that. I mean, it's like some of it's like that. Sure. But a lot of it is just Evenings working. are like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so on the, for you at home who are listening to this, you might want to dial this up budding mind dot life. That's B U D D I N G M I N D dot life. On the internet, you can see Brooke's um, website there. And I really dig, you're into plant wellness, uh, mm -hmm. plant medicine, um, wellness in general, and you're on an advocacy journey. Yeah, that's right. You know, growing up, I really felt like the cannabis industry or as it was, as it was evolving, the archetype of who a stoner was really, was just not someone that I related to typically the imagery that we were shown is like the stereotype of a very masculine, oftentimes grungy person, the hip hop culture and high times, <laughs> et cetera. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. You know, and so I really wanted to create a community and a universe of cannabis consumers like me, people who appreciate plants as medicine and can get down with the softer side of cannabis. I don't rip dabs. That's not my thing, you know, five to 10 milligram edibles. That's my soft spot. So right. I'm, yeah, I'm more of like a delicate dancer with the plant. And, and that's really what I want to see more of to encourage well, people to have that kind of experience. Yeah. And everything you just said really is in the wheelhouse of almost, I would say, 75% of cannabis users. Yeah. The remaining 25% of hardcore cannabis users do rip dabs. Um, they, <laughs> they like their, their thing. They like super, super honey dosed um, pre-rolls. They like a lot of different things uh, shatter in their pre-rolls. Not for me. I would just <laughs> drop like a rock if that happened to me, you know, um, but it's, it, there's that world is open to people. And that's why, you know, we're not in one stratified universe. Um, or rather the static universe, we're in a stratified universe of cannabis where there's a lot of different users. There's a lot of different reasons people use. And actually that leads me to one of your blog posts that I found fascinating because it's something that I recently was dealing with. And that was your blog post, uh, cannabis, can cannabis affect your dreams? Aha. And uh, I'll just be, you know, just totally transparent. I mean, I use CBD every day, right? every single day I'm off of any kind of anti-inflammatory that I was literally locked into for 20 years. Wow. Okay. 
Are you taking your sugies? <laughs> of course I do. Every, <laughs> as often as I can and still work. Um, but I experienced something weird because I was buying high potency THC CBD tincture for sleep. Okay. And what I was experiencing was exactly what you outlined, which I've read other people say too, was REM sleep issues. And do you want to talk a little bit about that? And I'll tell you more about my experience. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to hear about your personal journey, but I am no doctor nor scientist. I am no, just an nor avid do we claim reader. to be one, folks. <laughs> I'm an avid reader and appreciator of the internet, but uh, oftentimes cannabis, very high in THC, is recommended, particularly to people with difficulties sleeping, and oftentimes people with PTSD. And I, I'm more curious about whether or not that recommendation in the long run is the best thing for people because when you have high THC doses, it can often repress your REM cycles in your sleep patterns. And REM is where we dream. It's where we process so much of our day. And a lot of people who consume cannabis can probably relate to this, that when you smoke weed a lot before bed, you oftentimes do not have those dreams. And then when you stop smoking, you'll have a flood of dreams. And that's because you have something called REM rebound, where literally your body is just like waiting for you to finally not be high yeah. so it can have this release. And uh, the science behind this is, you know, it's, it's touch and go, but I'm definitely interested in where this will, will go with doctors dosing people with cannabis for sleep issues in the future, because maybe it's not the best thing, or maybe high CBD, CBG, CBN, other cannabinoids ought to be explored to help people with this issue instead of THC. Yeah. Yeah. Isolate stuff. Exactly. So my journey, it just, so, you know, add this to your, your quiver uh, of knowledge on this subject was um, I started to realize a, I don't know how you'd say it, even dystopian cross connection between my, my so-called dream state and my daily life. Okay. Mm. It really freaked me out because I would start to think in the day about stuff I had dreamt at night and whether or not I was like a cognitive reality, whether or not these things were real or not. And so I got off of it and it, it cleared up immediately. And it leads me back to the REM th thing where your REM sleep is not being satiated and your body and your mind are not getting that break you need in order mm -hmm. for you to actually, you know, chill. And um, I thought it was very interesting because I was wondering what was going on. I have you ever heard of anything like this before? No, I mean, in a less, it sounds like this was kind of a, like an alarming or a bit of a weird experience for you. Definitely. In a more mystical way, I will have flashbacks to dreams from the past. I think that that's like, you know, past life experiences that mm -hmm. are filling up in my dreams that I'm having flashbacks of. But it sounds like yours is a little weirder. Did you, were you freaked out by it? It didn't feel right? Well, I was definitely starting to realize that um, I was not getting deep sleep where I thought I was. And here's the weird thing. I thought I was having this deep, intense sleep where I would actually get up and I'd be tired. But in reality, because of the um, THC percentage in that tincture that I was taking, I was probably taking, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, 40 milligrams oh, or wow. 30 at night. That's a lot. And I don't do that during the day. So it could have been 20, right? But it, 
it uh, manifested itself in, in the way that I'm just like, wow, I'm not really relaxed. I'm not really feeling rejuvenated from that sleep. I'm feeling like I'm still in this world a little bit, mm -hmm. if, you, if you catch that. Um, and I recently heard a guy on, I think it was a sleep guy on Joe Rogan podcast, like everyone else in the world. Uh, <laughs> a very fascinating guy though. Joe does get some really great guests and he talked about this and that really struck me as something that's interesting. So I think the long and the short of it is cannabis is a, a drug. You need to know your dose and you need to know how to regulate, um, and I think in terms of your advocacy on, on what you're putting out there, this is important stuff. And that's why I went for low dose in my products. Right on. Yeah, I, I love that. I do think in the cannabis space, much like every other industry, there's greenwashing where, oh, yeah. especially when you work in the cannabis space, and from a perspective of cannabis journalism, you don't want to talk crap about your own industry, especially when it's not legal. <laughs> but right. you also run the risk of potentially maybe not misinforming people, but not giving people the whole scope of reality. And that is definitely part of my mission is just making sure people have all of the information available to them and can make the best decisions that are the best in using cannabis as a wellness tool, something in their toolbox, not something that's a crutch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was having a great conversation today with um, my friend DJ Vive out here in Palm Springs. And mm -hmm. we were talking about how you, cannabis helps you with your inner dialogue. It helps you analyze yourself, do self-analysis and become aware of your being and in order to take control of your being and be the person who really possesses yourself, you have to have an inner dialogue. And I think that cannabis opens that door for so many people. Um, and I'm sure you know people who don't have inner dialogue. I do. And I'm always <laughs> surprised at them and their choices. Um, I said, don't, don't, didn't you think about what you're doing to do? No, just dove right in, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, you might want to have a long conversation with yourself about that. But um, I, I do find cannabis to be amazing, you know, in terms of that. Um, what's your, what's your take on that? You know, I can go a couple of different ways when I consume cannabis. Sometimes it can be the exact mind mellower that I need. Mm -hmm. I have a very hyperactive mind in general when I'm not on cannabis. So it can either exasperate that or it can slow me down. I definitely appreciate the moments more when it slows me down. But generally with weed, I smoke to kick back. That's, uh -huh. that's my, my MO. And when I need to be in that analyzed phase, when I need to be focused on writing or editing, et cetera, I typically try to refrain from using weed just in case I go over the edge and start having a mental anxiety attack. <laughs> you know, it happens. I do. I do. You start clamming up. You're not talking. <laughs> so yeah. That's good. Um, a cannabis user that can still be an experience for me. So yeah. So, um, Brooke, where are you originally from? Are you Californian or? 
oh no, I am from all over America. I'm not a military brat, but I was born in Buffalo, New York. That was my next question. (laughs) (laughs) No, just a witness protection system. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. Um, But I've lived in Virginia and Pennsylvania, spent a good amount of time in Arizona and then Florida. And now I'm here. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of moves. Yeah, it's a lot of moves. I've actually been thinking because of COVID, I've had so many people move to other places, particularly Austin and Hawaii. And I keep getting asked from my friends, like, are you going to stay in LA forever? Do you want to go? And honestly, it's kind of not scary, but it's a little weird to consider that I actually have limitations on where I would move unless a state has legal cannabis. I don't want to move there. I know. I know. Um, well, just on this subject, we're going to drift into um, a subject that's dear, near and dear to my heart, and that's the expansion of Shuggies into new states. So we are going to be moving uh, Shuggies, um, hopefully, into Oklahoma, Missouri, um, Michigan, and um, Arkansas, believe it or not, because these are burgeoning markets and Shuggies plays well in that market. So if you are in any of those states and you're nearby a dispensary, ask them for Shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. That's Shuggies.com on the interweb. Um, also, we're now introducing Stevia, and the Stevia will be out in about three weeks. We've finished all the R&D packaging and everything else. So look for Stevia, especially if you are sugar intolerant or you are um, anti-sugar. I understand that. Or if you have diabetes, and we are your answer for your need for sweetness. Our Steve is a completely proprietary blend that uh, my team came up with that takes all of that awful, acrid kind of chemically taste out of the Stevia. I think you'll find the sugary Stevia to your liking. So look at, for it in Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Michigan, and Missouri, hopefully. So we'll see what happens. Um, Brooke, um, I know exactly what you're saying about your reticence to move to other states like um, I used to have a house in Hawaii years ago my brother lived there for 20 years and I have family in Hawaii and I'd like to move there but there's just no way I can do my business there there's none it's impossible also you have the addition of an extreme time zone change but yeah it's so wonky to think I had never really considered that my options are um, finite when it comes to moving around and you know, for better or worse, it looks like I'll be sticking it out in California. <laughs> well, you know, it's been it's been great weather. <laughs> I mean, that's the one positive thing since COVID. But I mean, uh, I was it was a year ago, almost to the day where I was a um, how do you say it exposed to COVID by a buddy of mine coming back from his worldwide travels. I do know. Did you he, you had COVID? Did you have it? Yeah. And I basically didn't know what it was and neither did my buddy because he was basically in bed in his house in West Hollywood. And I came in because I stay over at his house when I come down from NorCal. And this poor guy, he was just on his ass coughing that dry cough, big fever in bed for three days. I got him to go to his doctor. They gave him four IVs. And so he came home and he's sick. Right. And so I'm just sitting on the couch with him. I'm like, I guess you got the flu. And he goes, no, I don't have the flu. The doctor doesn't know what I have, but I can't uh, smell much. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And two weeks later, I'm down for um, our Shuggies and hazy LA 
uh, event on Hollywood Boulevard. And I came out of the room and I went in to get some, you know, said, Hey man, do you know, I, I can't smell or taste anything. It's really weird. Do you know what that's all about? He goes, I don't know. Maybe that's what I had. That's my weird COVID story. So. Oh my Lord. That's nuts. It, it is. Uh, and then, and we didn't know what it was, right? Oops. <laughs> that's how the domino. <laughs> yeah. That's how the uh, domino falls. <laughs> hey dummy, get off the couch. Don't sit next to that guy. Right. Uh, You know, I was reading today, I think it's so exciting that a lot of bud tenders and people who work in the cannabis industry because they're essential workers are actually eligible to get vaccines before a lot of other people. I'm still confused. You know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Don't judge me. But I obviously don't want any foreign anything injected. I'm very afraid of needles. It doesn't sound like a great time. But nevertheless, for those who choose to get it, I'm excited that yes. cannabis workers are really being recognized in my such our, our whole team we've been working on this for three days now since it was signed into um, law on thursday our team is in line now for all our shots and i think i thank goodness i mean it just could not come at a better time because people are going really batshit crazy honestly. yeah i mean my friend hasn't seen his parents in a year oh my god so we are, are waiting for our folks to just get shot up already uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, hopefully they're getting their shots. I mean, uh, it the rollout in California has been disastrous. I mean, there's not <laughs> been, it's been bad. I have to say, though, um, the many, many times that I've been in LA during COVID, I have been very impressed by the amount of kind of walk up and phone up um, testing places you can go to. Yeah. That oh. has been impressive. That is not Northern California. Northern California has been a disaster with testing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's been pretty easy peasy here. Dodger Stadium, throw on a podcast, wait in line for an hour and cough into your mask. It's been pretty convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Brooke, what do you got next? Um, as far are you doing any acting right now? Or is things are things on hiatus? So you're just working on um, your website and getting that, that portion of your life going? Or are there projects you want to talk about? Oh my goddess. Well, you know what? I actually have my very own as a guest sometime coming out in March because what better way to spend your time when you're locked inside for a year than having more Zoom conversations? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have been really getting into, I I think podcasting besides me doing, I think this is episode (laughs) 68, 9, 10 or whatever, 70. Um, But I've been getting into other people's podcasts and listening to some really weird stuff lately. I mean, I, <laughs> What's, I, your favorite? What's on your docket? Well, I, I do like the Doug Stanhope podcast because it is, he is so irreverent and he's basically Probably. locked himself as a prisoner in his house in Bisbee. Um, <laughs> so I am a big fan of his crazy lifestyle. And so I do like that. And obviously I do listen to Joe depending on who he is. So long as it's not MMA fighters, no, no, problem with MMA Joe but uh it's likewise not, not my brand <laughs> not my thing yeah but some of his crazy UFO guys are just amazing to listen to and I do do a lot of YouTube uh, video blogs of stupid car stuff because I'm a, kind of a wrench head myself so I, I like that <laughs> MMA out but car stuff in got it bingo yeah and how about <laughs> how about you what are you listening to oh my well I love what's it called stuff they don't want you to know oh yeah 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 Which- yeah yeah that that's a fun one. And then I was actually just on a road trip from Taos, New Mexico, and we listened to the podcast. My dad wrote a porno. 
I do, wait, I'm running that one down. My dad wrote a so porno. Funny. They actually made it into, there's an HBO special. But yeah, this guy's father, a British man, so everything's just way funnier with his accent, yeah. but British man's father wrote an erotic novel and he, him and his friends got together and ragged on his dad chapter by chapter reading it aloud and then taking breaks to crack all of the jokes at his father's expense and it's a damn good time and also if you're feeling sleepy on a car ride let me just plug the pod i 10 out of 10 recommend it that's great yeah i, I dig it yeah, that's that's good because you know this is content that is super interesting and different um, and I, I i love the fact that there's a whole ecosystem of interesting different people and opinions out there that is not foisted upon you by the the media you know mm -hmm. uh and it's just like you can make your own decisions it does take a little wading if you know what i mean you know you got to wade into the waters very very true it's sometimes difficult to find your niche but oof once you're there baby once you find those ufo <laughs> podcasts it is smooth sailing <laughs> yeah I, I do, um, God, what, oh, Weed and Grub, of course. I love Mike and Mary Jane. I, yes. I've been listening to them for a long time. Amazing. Um, yeah, they're, they're great. And I do like the Chip Chipperson podcast. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, no. Jim, but Jim what Norton's, Jim Norton's Alter Ego. Oh, it, okay. It is obnoxiously awful. So shout out to Chip Chipperson. You're terrible. You should Ooh. not have a podcast, but I love listening. Wow. Look at all these free ads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't mind, you know, whatever. Everybody's <laughs> got to make money, right? And speaking of that, let me just pimp a little for Little Nicky's, the best pre-roll out there in Sativa, Indica, and Hybrid. Little Nicky's are inexpensive and always high quality, brought to you by Nick Giordano. Nick Giordano brings his many years and family experience from the Philadelphia agricultural market or farmer's market, I guess you'd call it, um, and green grocer experience to Lil Nicky's, a delicious half gram pre-roll uh, available at dispensaries all around LA and in the desert, um, now in Northern California as well. Look for Little Nicky's at a dispensary near you, usually under $7 um, and a great value and pretty stony. So there you go. Ooh. Another plug for a good friend of ours. Um, I'm going let, let's, to, um, let's talk about a favorite, a fan favorite here. And that is the Stony story. And that's when I ask you, my guest, Brooke, um, to tell the people at home a story that may be a story about you or a family member or a friend or an ex-friend that is just quintessentially Stony because we all have those stories. And if you need a second to think about it, I understand. <laughs> and in the meantime, why don't you shout out what your Instagram handle is so people can follow you. Right on. Well, please throw me a follow at Brooke Stellar, S-T-E-L-L-A-R. And of course you can find Budding Mind at Budding Mind and check out our website, buddingmind.life as well for all your cannabis content. Right on, and, I, and you are on Big Mike's Strumminess show. Why don't you shout that out too, because that's super good and Big Mike's a great and influential person in cannabis. Right on, Big Mike is the OG and I'm honored to be able to work for him. He's an incredible mentor. So definitely follow him at Big Mike. Yes, he scored that IG handle. And you can follow our show on YouTube. Type in Advanced Nutrients. That's Big Mike's Nutrients Company. Yep. 
Big Mike, if you don't know, for the people at home, uh, here's another <laughs> plug, of course. Big Mike is an amazing guy. And if you haven't heard his story, you can listen to our podcast with Big Mike uh, about a month ago, I believe. Uh, Big Mike's story is amazing. And he is the OG, the OG. And that's <laughs> fantastic. So you have a stony story for us, bro? Oh, my goodness. I certainly do. So this is actually a story about me. And when I first moved to California, first thing I did, I was so eager to get my medical recommendation, went out to my doctor. We did like a telecast, had a telecast experience. It was so shady. It was incredible. (laughs) Presume. And uh, immediately I went to a dispensary with my friend and I picked out a brownie with God only knows how many milligrams of THC. I certainly had no idea how much was too much or too little. It was just like, oh, that's a pot brownie. That'll do. So my friend and I, we split the brownie. We went to Venice Beach. It was also my first time in Venice Beach. And it hit so fast and so hard. We were walking along the boardwalk of Venice Beach on on the sidewalk. We're walking, we're walking. It's making us go slower and slower. We are moving through molasses. I shit you not. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. If if you saw the chart I have behind me right now, if this was a video, you'd see the number one answer by far in this question is brownies. (laughs) (laughs) An overwhelming 12 to (laughs) 1. Glad I'm not alone in this then. No, Uh, you are not. We basically immediately right after the sidewalk is the sand that leads to the beach but we just fell face forward into the sand and slept on the sand i mean people were walking right past us tourists all kinds of people in venice for hours we slept it's it's venice you'd have to be on fire for anybody to really look at you (laughs) yeah pretty much couldn't have picked the safer spot to be left alone in the weirdest (laughs) of circumstances yeah but when i finally woke up i had sand all over my face oh god (laughs) it was just such a oh it was such a learning experience like oh okay so there is a limit and then finally i had to drive us home but i had to wait like hours and hours and Drove home, told my mom, listen, I can't really talk to you. I'm still coming down from the craziest high of my life. And uh, yeah, that's, it was, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good time. My friend was pretty mad at me because I was supposed to be the cannabis guru. And I was like, yeah, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I got you. Are you still friends? Uh, yeah, no, we're definitely, we're still friends, but she yeah. does not indulge with me anymore. And that's there probably or for her own good. So right on. Well, good stony story. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, and now we're basically we're at 31 minutes into the show. And I wanted to give you some plugs here. So it's brookbergstaller.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-E-B-U-R-G-S-T-A-H-L-E-R.com and budding mind life. Oh, dot life, budding mind dot life, B-U-D-D-I-N-G-M-I-N-D dot L-I-F-E. Look for Brooks. Um post look for her on her marijuana morning news with mike stromiatis and um i'm sure you've got a lot more coming brooke you're um exciting individual and i really like what you're up to so you're always welcome to come back on this show and announce anything you'd like 
Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. I can't wait to try some shuggies and uh, I'll be sure to stay tuned to the pod. Yes. And in fact, I'll probably have my buddy Bill um, arrange a gift bag for you somehow. And when did did your um, podcast go live? You got a date for us? March? Yeah, I don't I don't have like a, a specific date in March. We'll call it the second week of March. That's the general plan. And do we have a name for it yet? Budding Mind. Buddy Mind. There you go. Let's stay cohesive. You know what I mean? Don't confuse the people. I love it. So <laughs> as usual, this show has been brought to you by Shuggies. S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S at Shuggies.com. The sweet, sweet take anywhere treat in Gabe in single packs. Uh, we have the value 20 packs of sugar and agave. We have singles of sugar. We have the home baker bag, eight ounces of delicious sugar with 100 milligrams of THC, ready to add to any recipe you bring home from the market, like brownies, for instance. Um, <laughs> so look for Stevia and the market's coming up. And if you have a friend who has sugar intolerance or diabetes or anything else, or just like Stevia, Give my Stevie a try. I think you'll really like it. So thanks again, Brooke, for being on the show. And we look forward to hearing a lot more from you in the future. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful night and aloha. Aloha. <laughs> I like that. Good send off. Uh, and mahalo. Thank you very much. Mahalo. Malakalikimaka. <laughs> what? Merry Christmas. What? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Brooke. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.